And good afternoon, good morning, good night. What time are you listening? Are you listening at 4 a.m. because you can't sleep? That happens to me sometimes. Are you listening at noon? Are you listening when you should be working? Are you listening in the classroom? Can you get away with that? Wherever you are, thank you for joining me. We're doing a show every day. You get it on iTunes. Just click find Len Tillum. You can get it at my webpage, lentillum.com. Why am I telling you this? You already know it, right? You're, you're listening. You figured it out. Will you help some other people get it done? You know, there are some people who love the Len Tillum show. Take five minutes. Show them how to do it. Really, spread the word. If you tell some people who are listening to Len Tillum, you can do it in podcasting. They look at you like you're talking Chinese and they don't speak Chinese. It's not that hard. And most people have computers nowadays, regardless of age. Do you know that people over 55, there's about 65% of all Macs. Apple computers bought are bought by people over 55. Everybody's got computers nowadays and they can listen. So help somebody figure out how to do it. Listen to the Len Tillum Show. We're using best of calls till the phone lines come in. And um, then we'll have fresh calls. We'll have the numbers. We'll have it all set up. So let's start this show. No commercials. You can't beat it. It's going to zip along very quickly. Here we go. Tim in Oakland. Len Tillum, what are you calling a lawyer for? Hey, Mr. Tillum. Really enjoy your show. Thanks for having me on. Sure. Um, I'm calling because I'm a waiter in a bar. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I got to work. I saw a big party in the bar. Um, all big men, all big guys. The biggest of them, probably about six foot six plus, about two hundred eighty, three hundred pounds. Those are big guys. Yeah. Yeah. All big, all big guys. All big muscle weightlifter type guys. Um, all being really loud. Them and their wives, obnoxious, very rude. They've been a problem all night. Uh, hours go by. They've been spoken to repeatedly by the by the establishment, and they haven't stopped their behavior. They've responded many times with, we, "We're the cops. We're the cops. Don't worry about it. We're the cops." Uh, turns out they were federal correctional officers. Um, so anyhow, as the, as the night goes on, they get more and more out of control, uh, and the biggest of them starts to fight with one of his friends. Uh, we escort him out. His friends helped us escort him out because he was obviously out of control. Wait, 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 wait a second. You you escorted some guy who's like six six, all that weight. You how how big are you? I'm six foot two, about two twenty. I'm not a little guy, but he was he was a lot bigger than he me. He could not. Um, he could kick your ass, that guy. No, nah, he didn't. No, nah, he he. Well, he tried. He tried, but but he didn't. He didn't really have anything coming. And he was um, drunk. I, yeah, he was drunk, and uh, and he he, I, he didn't have the skill set. I'm I'm not only a waiter. I also train martial arts. Okay. Uh, and teach kickboxing. So um, so I'm I'm able to handle myself. Um, so anyway, so we escorted him out once, and his friends actually helped him leave the first time. And I made them and him aware: don't come back, don't let him come back, or we'll call the police. Um, at which point they responded again: we, we are the police. Whatever, you just don't let him come back. We'll call the police, right? So 15 minutes or so goes by, and he comes back in the bar to join his party uh, and is standing at the bar having a drink. Uh, I go to the manager. The manager asks me to ask him to leave. And so I approach him very politely. I ask him very quietly to walk away from his friends with me so I can talk to him on his own so I don't embarrass him. But he's being belligerent from the get-go. He started, him and his friends surround me. Uh, you know, they start in on get out of my face, get out of my face, all this stuff. Um, next thing I know, he takes a swing at me with his left hand. Um, I'm, I deflected it. I, I started to move him back towards the door, and he started swinging punches for the fences. One of these punches glanced off my face. He, he did punch me in the face. Uh, didn't do me any injury, but he did, he did actually make contact with my jaw. Um, about that time, one of the bartenders grabbed one of his arms. I grabbed the other arm, and we picked him up and carried him out. And you didn't give him, like, a little karate chop to the neck or something like that? 
No, no, I never struck him. I never struck him. You know, I, the whole time I told him, sir, stop, sir, you need to leave, sir, stop. Um, you know, I kept both hands up in a defensive posture and just kept moving forward to, to meet his energy. Okay. Just to move him out. Just All right. Just moving him out. Mm-hmm. Um, so really my question is, is uh, am I open to anything? Is the restaurant open to anything? And what are my options for if he were to pursue any kind of suit or, or summons me, what are my options against him? Wait a second. Are you saying to me you're afraid he's going to sue you for, like, assault and battery? Well, his wife has contacted the restaurant and, and said that if the charges don't get dropped against him, that they'll sue the restaurant and say, I attacked him. No, no, wait wait a second. You left out something. Tell me about the charges. What's the story there? Well, well, the police the police were called. Um, Good. He, he, he left, and as, as we pushed him out of the door, as we got him out of the door, uh, his group came up, and they're all causing a big scene. And I just kind of shouted him down, saying, we're calling the police, and we're calling the police. Uh, meanwhile, my manager did call the police. Good. So they left. They actually left the premises before the police got there. The police got there. They took my statement, asked me if I was willing to press charges, and I told them yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and meanwhile, these dummies went across the street to the local bar and kept drinking. So one of our bartenders who wasn't involved in the whole thing got off the shift and went over there for a drink and saw the group. So they call us at the at the restaurant. I'm sorry, I don't want to put the restaurant name out there. At the restaurant, and... Um, and uh, the police were there, and they went over across the street and found the guy. They took me over there, and I pointed him out, and they took him to jail. Oh, good. Now, what's the story about him being a cop? Well, he's a, he, it turns out him and the whole group are uh, federal correctional officers. You mean they, like, work in a prison? Yeah, they're, they're, they work in a federal penitentiary. They, they're federal prison okay. guards. And, and now the wife wrote you a letter or called you up and said if you... They pre- didn't contact me. They contacted the restaurant. Yeah, I, I would call the DA... And let them know that this defendant is witness tampering. He's threatening. Okay. He's, it, it's witness tampering. He's threatening you with a lawsuit. By the way, it's illegal to do that. You can't say to somebody, unless you give me $20, I'll report you to the DA, or unless you drop the. You can't do that. You, you understand? Yeah. They're threatening you with a lawsuit like blackmail. That, that's witness tampering. So okay. don't even worry about it. By the way, they're not going to sue you. And, I, mean, yeah, I didn't really think they would. I didn't really think they would. You've got too many witnesses to show you didn't hit him. You could sue him, uh, 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 an assault. Uh, you know, uh, uh, an assault. Well, let's go. Battery is is uh, where you hit somebody on purpose. You got it. Yeah. Battery is an intentional tort. This guy tried to hit you, so you could sue him for battery, even though you weren't injured, and. Sure. Even assault, which is an attempt at a battery, or it puts somebody in fear of being battered. Yeah, he was swinging at you, so you could sue him. You were defending yourself. Don't worry about him suing you, but tell the boss. I mean, these sometimes these semi-cops or people think they got a badge for whatever. They can do whatever they want. What a dope. Call the DA. Let them know about this phone call that's definitely witness tampering. You got it? And don't drop I the will. charges. Don't drop the charges. You got it? Yeah, no, I wasn't planning on dropping any charges. You know, him being a law enforcement officer is the main reason I'm pursuing it. Yeah, really. He better learn a few lessons. Good for you, Tim, all right? Yeah. Well, thank you, Mr. Tillum. I appreciate the input. Anytime. Jocelyn in Napa, Len Tillum. How come you're calling a lawyer, Jocelyn? Well, I need some advice. Okay. Um, My mother passed away um, on September 4th. She was in a residential care facility in Napa. And we pay up front the first of each month her rent. And now they're telling us that they're not going to give us back the prorated amount um, 
as of the 4th because we didn't give a 30-day notice, and they're going to keep that money until they can rent out her spot. Is now, that legal? when you say residential care, are you talking about a, a nursing home or a board and care? It's a board and care. Okay, yeah. Nursing homes are different, but right. usually with a board and care, they have a contract. It's like you're renting a room. Mm-hmm. And these contracts, you have to give 30 days notice. You know, so, right. So that counts up until the time that they fill your mother's bed. When they get another resident into this bed, they've been made whole, so it's not fair for them to pay twice for the same bed. So that's the story. Do they say they're full or they're empty? Yeah, Not empty. Do they have a lot of vacancies? or? No. We just wanted to know if that was legal for them to do. I mean, we couldn't give a third-day notice, obviously, because... She died. Yes, it is legal for them to do. It, it is. is. Yeah, it is legal for them to do. Um, I, I know you couldn't give 30 days notice if she died, but... Um, Check and see if they. Your mother died September fourth, right? Mm-hmm. Well, check and see if they've got any vacancies. If all of a sudden you call up, you know, pretend you're somebody else, mm-hmm. and say, "Do you have any vacancies?" And if they say, "Oh, we're full right now," you know they've rented her bed out and say, "Give me the money." Oh, okay. All right. All right. We just want to know if that was legal or not. Yes, it is. Thank you, Matt in Danville, Len Tillum, News Talk nine ten. How come you're calling a lawyer, Matt? Uh. Len, I love your show. I've used every piece of advice that you've ever given, and I went to court. So what happened was a, the local car wash here in Campbell scratched my uh, car. What kind of car? Corvette. Oh, you like what year? Uh, it was an 06, but I just bought it, and it only had uh, 20,000 miles on it. And it was it is cherry, right? Or Absolutely it, perfect, or it was. It was, and what happened? Uh, I took it to the car wash, and they, they specialize in higher-end cars, and I've been going there for seven years. And uh, I went to go out and pick up my car, and it was just sitting there, and all of a sudden I noticed my car was gone. So it took a while to find it. Apparently it had been parked about 100 yards down the street in an adjacent parking lot, and nobody could give me a good answer why. So uh, when I walked up to the car, I saw that it had nine big scratches across the back side of the car. So you think it got scratched while it was in the parking lot or while they were washing your car? While they were washing it, the, the body shop that I took it to after said so it was pretty obvious that they had picked up some piece of hard material in one of the drying towels because it looked like it just went back and forth right across the rear of the car. Right, and they got these dummies who were just working there and don't look at what they're doing and scratch up your new little baby, right? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. So uh, I basically got the runaround from them for two hours. Yeah. And uh, they offered to rewash my car. and oh, that was that nice. Help me any. So how much did it cost to fix the paint job? 1500 bucks. Yeah, and what did you do about that $1,500 bill? Uh, I traded a bunch of emails with them. I demanded their insurance. They basically blew me off. I got a letter from their uh, from their attorney that said told me what I could do with myself. Mm-hmm. So I uh, I took that as a as a signal that I better go and uh, sue them in small claims court. Absolutely, you sued them in small claims court. How'd you do? Uh, I did well. They they conti- they asked for a continuance for two months, basically trying to drag the case out. Yeah. Um, so when I finally got to court, uh, I it was pretty one sided. I explained my case. I showed them the pictures that I took of the car wash and the car since they had me standing around for two hours doing nothing. I took photos. Good. Uh, and uh, it was really one sided. Their only defense was we didn't do it. Um, so the judge kind of read on the riot act and then found in my favor uh, a few days later by mail. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of waiting for my check to show up. Yeah. And the other day I got notice of appeal. 
they have 30 days to file an appeal after the judgment gets sent to them. So, yeah. I assume they did it the day after. <laughs> yeah, so look, they stalled. Once they got a two-month continuance, they got a one-week continuance. They are stalling you. They, they just yeah. really are. And um, But they'll show up in court. What's your question to me? So I was reading up on the appeals process, which I hadn't done until I got that notice, and now I see that it is appropriate for, if they like, to send a lawyer to appeals, and uh, also that there are increased penalties if there's no substantial new evidence that they have to offer, that, that I can be compensated up to an extra $2,000 if they're just wasting time, which I think they are. Yes, I, I the think they is, are. Do I need to send a lawyer? No, absolutely not. Forget hiring a lawyer. They could hire a lawyer, but... If you hire a lawyer, it'll become too expensive for you to go carry this case on. A lawyer will hit you up. That's what I figured. And by the way, they may not even hire a lawyer themselves. Um, at the trial, what happens is then you go up to Superior Court, you get a real judge. Usually in small claims court, there are these nice lawyers who volunteer to do it. They like to be called your honor. They like to be put on black robes. You got a, a righteous decision. And the judge in Superior Court, who's the kind of guy who could sentence you to life in prison without the possibility of parole or give a $10 million judgment against IBM. I mean, these are they handle a lot of heavy-duty cases up there. He's not going to be very impressed, this judge, with this cocky-bucky case that you already won. You know what I mean? Yep. He's not going to like them. So you go to court and, and take care of it. By the way, the idea that you're waiting, sitting and waiting for your check to come in the mail... You know, you may have to hustle them. Well, here's what I would recommend you do, and, and you may think I'm a wuss for saying this. I would call them up and say, look, you give me 1350 right now, plus the court cost, you know, another 40 50 bucks, and I'll drop the ca- – give me 1350 plus my cost. It's over. You'll save 150 bucks. If you, you go, know, Len, when we went to court, the judge told everybody before the hearing started to go outside and try and settle in the hallway, and they said nothing. Well, they the, just said, okay, that's it. And you know what? I don't really need the money, okay, and I got nothing but time, so I'm kind of looking forward to seeing them in court. I just want to make sure that they're not going to sh- try, show up and try and lawyer me to death. They, they, that judge will not let them lawyer you to death. I don't know what they can do. I'll be your lawyer for nothing on the radio. If you get any discovery motions or anything, you call me up. But I doubt if they're so cheap and stupid. Are they going to spend a lot of money on a lawyer at four and a quarter, four fifty an hour? I can't believe they've gone this far and not just uh, paid me what, I owed, what, what they owed me. But, you know, I think they were a little surprised when they showed up to court the first time and I had an affidavit from the shop that saw the car the day before they scratched it and said there was no damage on it. And the judge read that and accepted that, right? Absolutely. Okay. So I wouldn't even worry about it. You'll be fine in court. Don't call them. You'll get a judgment. After you win, they can't appeal anymore. I guarantee you'll win. You call me back. I'll explain to you how to collect the money. There's a thing called an examination of a judgment debtor. And that means you can bring them into court and ask them all kinds of nosy personal questions. If you've got time, we can make them crazy. Let me ask you one more question. Sure. You know, I, I was suing for just the bare, bare cost of getting the car taken care of, but I'm really annoyed that they're wasting my time. Can I up the suit to compensate for the fact that I keep having to go to court and deal with this? No, you can't ask yeah. for that kind of money. People ask that all the time. No, those damages are not included. You can't. All you're are, you allow- familiar with the, are you familiar with the clause on, on small claims court in Santa Clara County that says that they're liable for $1,000 for wasting time and $1,000 for time and travel if they have no new evidence on appeal? If you have to sue somebody and it takes time for you to do your depositions and stuff, you can't add that to your judgment. I'm not uh-huh. sure what they're talking about, but I would point out to the judge. Here's what I would do. Uh-huh. Point out to the judge. The judge, they refused. They delayed it. 
twice, you know, three, two months and one week continuance. They kept jerking me around. Then the judge told us to go out in the hall and talk. They refused to even talk. They filed this appeal. Your Honor, they've introduced no new evidence. It's cost me a lot of time. And I read in the letter, I can get more money. I'd like you to award me more money. Tell that to the judge that way. I think you'll do fine. All right, I'll do that. Len, thank you very much for your time. You're quite welcome. Melvin in Campbell. Len Tillum, what are you calling a lawyer for, Melvin? I need your legal advice, and uh, thanks for all the help over the radio for the last couple of years I've been hearing you. Thank you for saying that. Well, I'm not such a bad guy, right, Melvin? No, you're fair. Okay, what's uh, going on? A couple of months ago, I went to a buffet, and I, w- I was sitting in my booth with my son. Uh, I, me and my son was on one side, my wife was on the other side. Mm-hmm. And when uh, I got up to eat, to get my food, and I was walking away, and next thing I know is my wife was carrying my son with behind her and holding... Uh, his head, he was bleeding in the back of his head. Wait, wait, what happened to him? I think the bench, when I got up, the bench gave out because he was standing on top of it. He was standing on the bench. How, how old is I, your son? He's four years old. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. When you say a bench, is this a picnic table? This, what kind of no. bench? I don't understand. It, it's like a restaurant in the booth. You know, the booth is, you got one side and the other side. Yeah. I was sitting on one side of the booth with my son. Uh-huh. And when I got up to get my food... He was standing on the booth, uh, on the, on the the couch or whatever it is. Yeah. On the booth, and I guess when I got up, he was standing on there. I guess it must be it just gave out on him. And you you mean it, it tipped over, or he fell through the bottom of it? Yes, he fell. Well, the the bench slipped, and he fell right into the framework of the bench. Yeah, so and it, right it, it's not it, it. it's not like you know a seesaw in a park where you get up. And where he's standing falls down because your weight is gone. That's not what we're talking about, right? No. Okay. So you, how badly was he hurt? Uh, he got, uh, I think, about an inch and a, inch and a half cut in the back of his head. He had to get it two staples back there. And that's it. He's, he can wiggle his fingers and toes. Everything's good. Everything else is fine. Yes. Okay, yeah. You got a case here. This is not a case where your son was roughhousing. He's four years old. He was standing on the cushion. Four-year-old kids stand on cushions all the time. You didn't leave him alone. His mother was right in front of him, right? Yes. Okay. This is a small case. Thank God your son wasn't hurt all that much. Something was wrong with the chair. So if you want, contact the restaurant if you haven't done so. And But don't settle your claim. Let him know you got hurt, your son got hurt, because this happened just a couple of weeks ago, Yeah. No, it happened actually in May, and we, uh, I actually sent them a letter, and so they tried to send me a letter about it, and they say they didn't take any, any medical insurance at that restaurant. They didn't so take they what? They don't have medical insurance at that restaurant. Well, you don't want medical insurance. You want money for his injuries because they were yeah. negligent. What they're telling you really, Melvin, is drop dead, we're not giving you a thing, get lost. So if it was back in May, and he's okay, and the stitches have healed, and there's no infection... You'd have to sue them in small claims court. You follow me on that? Yes. So, um, what, what's the name of this restaurant? It's a hometown buffet. Yeah, it's like a it's a yeah, national cl- it's a yeah. national chain. They got money. Um, you could it's probably a franchisee. You could sue the national company and the franchisee. You live in Campbell. Where's the restaurant? It's in San Jose. It was in uh, Westgate Mall, and it closed down after three weeks after it ended. Oh, it's gone now. Yes. You'd have to sue the national chain. 
I, I got to tell you something, Melvin. It, it, it's a big pain in the neck. Of, how much was the medical bill? Do you even know? Uh, I didn't do too much from him. He just went to the emergency room and the removal of stitches. So it's uh, around about almost $1,100. Yeah, so you probably sue for about, collect three, $4,000 you can sue for with his pain and suffering. He doesn't have any scars that you can see, right? Um, well, his hair covers it. Yeah, that, that, good. Thank goodness. It's not a great big case. You got to sue them if you want in small claims court. It's up to you to decide what you want to do. If you've got the time to do it, by all means do it. But, um... Don't expect a ton of money. That's for sure. Steve in San Jose. How come you're calling a lawyer, Steve? Hi, Lynn. Um, yeah, so last Thursday, so really recently, um, I was detained under California Code 5150. What happened? Um, I go to an outpatient day treatment program in Fremont mm -hmm. um, for my depression, and I was feeling a little more depressed than usual that day. The staff noticed. Um, now, they, you were in therapy. You were in a, in a group therapy session, right? Yeah. How old are you, Steve? 20. So what did you say at the group therapy session that made the staff... That what happened? The staff called the cops and did a 5150 on you? That's what eventually happened, yeah. All right. Tell me what you were talking about at the group therapy treatment program. Uh. So, so uh, right now I'm a student, um, and or I was a student, and I'm looking to go back to school. And I was talking about I was how I was kind of depressed that you know I wasn't in school, um, and then I might have said something like I'd rather be in school or be dead. Um, that got them really worried, and then they called the cops. Were you stoned when you said this? No. Okay. I've never. I've never taken a hit. You see, you don't deal with a drug problem, right? No. Okay. Um, mostly it's for dealing with depression. Is yeah. That, okay. I mean, the center does have um, people who have chemical dependency issues. Though. But that's not your problem. Okay. No. Okay. No. So if everybody who's listening, a 5150 is a 72 mental health, a 72 hour mental health hold. And, and Steve, you can look it up. If you Google Welfare, California Welfare and Institutions Code, Section 5150, that's where it's called 5150. It is not a criminal proceeding. It's not an arrest. It's not a conviction. Why are you calling me? Because I want to get it expunged from my record. Um, the cop, when they called the cops, the cops told me that it would show up on a background check. And I'm worried that it could affect my employment opportunities. Yeah, it could. I'm not sure it would come up on a background check. But here's what you can do. You can order, David, does this show up on, on an arrest report or a background check? David is saying no. He is saying it doesn't. But um, you, it, here's what you can do. You can, or, it's not an arrest or a conviction. I don't know why the cops said that. You know, you weren't arrested. You weren't convicted of anything. What you can do is order a copy of your criminal record from the California Attorney General, okay? You got to submit a live scan of your fingerprints in order to verify your identity. Um, and you got a pencil? Yeah. Okay. You need to look up California on Google, live scan application, L-I-V-E-S-C-A-N, live scan application. Here's the form. It's called BCIA, B for boy, C for California, I for Isaac, A for Apple. BCIA 8016RR, like Robert Robert. 
BCIA8016RR. You fill out the form. Um, you check the record review box as, as the type of application. Take the form to a live scan office. All of you, you want to get your police or your criminal records? Look them up. You got it? Um, okay. Thanks. All right. Um, one of the reasons people want to clear a 5150, and this may be on the record, is because once you get a 5150, you cannot legally own or possess firearms for five years. They should have explained this to you, and they should have given you a form to fill out to submit to the court. The good news is that in cases like this, the burden of proof is on the state to show you shouldn't be allowed to possess firearms. So it, it's pretty easy to get that knocked out. Um, Otherwise, you know, anybody could deprive you of your Second Amendment rights. They could just call the cops and make up a story and get you arrested. So you can check it. I don't think there's a record there. If you find something there, let me know, Stephen. I'll help you, okay? Okay. There you go. Thank you for calling in. That wraps up today's calls. We're going to do an email right now. Notice, if I was on the radio, I would have said, oh, stick around. We'll be back with more. And then you get four minutes of those stupid commercials that they fill with what? The equivalent of make your penis bigger type commercials, right? You know, or lose fat, take a magic pill. Your kid slams the door in your face. I heard that commercial from that crazy therapist woman. My husband and I wrote a book, says she, about getting along with your kids. Yeah, you got these rotten kids. You wrote a book. And we'll send it to you free. Whenever they do those commercials on the radio saying it's free, they're taking your credit card. They're going to screw you double. Watch out. I'm not doing a pledge drive. I'm not even NPR. I'm not selling commercials here. Just doing the law. Your job, tell a friend. Will you get it out there? Give me some stars on iTunes, you cheapskate. You won't even give stars away. I want five stars. Put up some comments on Facebook. It will help. Generate some buzz. I'm doing this show. I don't even know who the hell is listening. I can run to Facebook. I can look. Oh, this guy likes me. You know, makes me do me a favor. Check me out on Facebook. Send me an email. We'll answer him. LenTillum.com. We're still answering emails. We're running a practice. Here's what Renee writes. My adopted son has been accused of child molestation. He confessed to the cops. He was having a seizure at the time. How do we get rid of this confession? You know, if a confession is involuntary or was made under duress, the court, the judge can throw it out. It's inadmissible. I don't know if it was made under duress or not. Maybe it was. If he was having a seizure and needed immediate, immediate medical attention and the cops told him they would get him a doctor only after he confessed, that might be duress. But um, you get all these dummies out there who say they didn't give me my Miranda rights. Now, Renee's son, if you're being questioned for a crime, need your Miranda rights. You know, warn anything you say can be used against you. But I get a lot of calls, comes in these drunk drivers. I was drunk, they arrested me, and they didn't give me my, read me my Miranda rights. They only give you your Miranda rights if they need a confession from you. If you're driving drunk, they don't need no stinking confession from you. They've got you weaving, they've got your breath. That's the story. All right, every day a show, Monday to Friday. Come back for the next one tomorrow. See you then.